Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Buff Podcast. Ollie is back, and uh, we're going to be talking about something very interesting today. But before we even start doing that, Ollie, I've got to got to hit you with some warm up questions. Let's do it. What is your cure for hiccups? Well, I've always just tried to hold my breath, but I don't think it ever works. But yeah, <laughs> you know, drinking a, a glass of water backwards or anything like that. It's, everybody's got their own system. Holding your breath is that what you tell uh, the kids yeah. to do? Um, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I got hiccups. So inevitably, as the way the world works, I will probably have hiccups in the next couple of days. Do you ever get that? Do you ever find out we like I've not been ill for a while, or I'm not, and, and then all of a sudden, as if by magic. Two days afterwards, it hits you. Yeah, I, there, there is something to that. I'm not sure what it is, but there's definitely something something to that. Okay, if someone is going to narrate your life, who would you like to be the narrator? Yeah, good question. Um, it's got to be Sir David Attenborough, surely. I, I'd enjoy watching that. Like, and now we see Ollie Mansbridge <laughs> in the box, his natural habitat. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, no. What a legend, what a what an institution. Yeah. Is there an outdoor activity that you have never done but would really love to try? Kite surfing. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that would be pretty Kite cool. Surfing. That, looks, that looks very cool. We were down in Christchurch uh, earlier in the year and um, I just sat and like, you, it, the view looked over the sea. And you could just see these guys coming in and out, in and out, and it just looked... Look cool. I'm sure there's plenty other, but that was the first one that came to to my mind. I'll be honest. I was surprised how quickly that <laughs> that came to. Me. There was no editing on this side. That was a a very quick response. You know what it is? It's I'm used to waiting five minutes for Shacks to come up with an answer <laughs> to a warm up question. So I'm just I'm not calibrated correctly at the moment. Oh, good. Well, that was a quick uh, quick warm up. I've had Some I've had more best. practice than Shacks on the the podcast. That's probably what it is. Yeah, especially in recent weeks. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Ollie? I don't know. What are we talking about, Jason? Are we talking about um, strength and depth? Well, you did say let's talk all things Sid. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe before we before we jump into what's coming up, uh, obviously I would say that most people know about Sid. Uh, there might be some that know, obviously, what happened in, in February, right, where we had strength and depth, uh, the CrossFit Games sanctioned event. That is probably uh, arguably the, the most famous element of of Sid at the moment. I would say, I mean, with the names that were there, <laughs> I'd say it's fair to say that. But that is not all that the kind of Sid umbrella encompasses. So, what are the the events? Let's say in a pre-COVID world, yeah. What was the plan? Yeah. Um, okay, so about six, seven years ago, myself and Don Morehouse, who is was a frequent member less of a frequent member at the moment because he's got a little setup at home we just went for a beer and we're bouncing ideas around and came up with the idea of setting up a, a competition an event and this is you think this is 2013 2014 no we're actually very few events around at the time um, i think there's probably over 150 was there's at least you could do at least three a weekend now when um, before um, COVID struck. So, yeah, we it was back in the day. There wasn't many competitions. There was some big ones. A big team one was called Divided We Four, which is a great one that we used to always get involved with. That was a four-person, six and then a four-person event. 
Um, and then the big individual one was called Battle of London. Um, and we just, uh, Dom was a former uh, Marine uh, officer and I obviously come from a rugby background and we, we wanted to try and create a competition that had, like, it really felt like a team rather than a small team of four or, or a pair or individuals. So we came up with uh, Strength in Depth which is now called Strength and Depth Origins, which is a 12-person event. Um, and we held it at the uh, Bath University. Funny story around that, if we want to go back to it. But um, yeah, so we, we've done that for the last six, seven years. And that's uh, a split of seven males, seven, uh, five females. And one male and one female have to be masters as well. So there's a real representation in your box. And back, back then, Jason, you would... You know, every gym would probably have two or three like superstars in their in their gym, and they'd always be the ones that get to compete at the on the big stage, right? These big competitions, and there was never really an opportunity for the, I guess, the intermediate athlete to compete at a, a competition. You know, as grand like on a big in a big stage, like I said before, and that was kind of the intention of it. It was like to really, yeah, a bigger team, but also give some of those kind of how. You know, ultimately it's in the name strength and depth it's how how much depth have you got in your gym it's not just the one or two superstars that anyone could get lucky with right it's, it's really how do you develop a team within your box etc and that was a that was the purpose of it and that was what we I guess put us on the competition map um, after a couple of years of doing that the opportunity was presented us to run a pairs competition called and it was originally called European Inferno run by some friends of ours that owned a gym in Cardiff Dragon CrossFit and they decided that they didn't want to to do the competition anymore for various reasons and they they asked us if we would like to take it on and I, I said absolutely 100% didn't really need to give it much thought and didn't really know how we were going to take it on but it was um it was another competition that we'd always go and do we were massively fond of it what I love about the pairs competition is how inclusive it was. So if you think um, the strength and depth 12, you've got top tier premier events, like a regionals or something like that, where the best of the best, something like Alec would, would um, typically have, would have competed at. And then you had like our 12 person event, which was kind of in the middle. And then the pairs event is very, very inclusive um you know no rig no double unders nothing really too technical very um very basic movements but still a great test of fitness um so it really we we loved it i certainly loved it because i'm not very skillful and i'm not uh very good at some of the more technical gymnastics and it was it was very similar to kind of some old school rugby strength and conditioning stuff that I've done um so that's the pairs and we, we we've taken it on and we we've expanded it to London and we've done events in Sheffield with that as well um and then most recently we've done the, the sanctionals event I'll correct you on that it's sanctionals so s at the end all the time um that's the technical term so yeah we've done that for the last two years and that's fast becoming our marquee event where we have the, the biggest names um but also I think the, we've got the most amount of categories. So we have masters involved in that. Um, we we just started, added the affiliate cup. So it's a four person affiliate cup. So you have to be members of the affiliate. And then we have the super team cup division as well. Um, and we'd love to add um, more inclusive divisions as well as teams as well. So, so yeah, oh, that was a, 
That was a long one. I'll take a deep breath and let you unpick that one. But hopefully that gives people an overview of, of the of competitions that we run and, and the differences in those competitions as well. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I mean, that's the key there, isn't it? Because obviously, as we said, like the one in, in Feb, it was February, right? I'm not, I'm not. January, just end of January. It was, it was end of January, February, right. February, February 2020, uh, 2019, January 2020. Right. That's, that's what, for, that's what's throwing me off. Right. So that, I mean, that happened and you guys were, were you kind of fortunate in order to get that done because it was very shortly after that, that all these events started dropping by the wayside due to the, the you know, the current, <laughs> the current pandemic. Uh, so, so that, that's kind of the one that's in, I would say most people's minds, but then like locally in Bath, people know about the ones that have happened at the, the Bath Uni because that's been a lot easier for them to go and spectate or volunteer to help or even participate in. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously we're at a really weird situation now where we're just constantly waiting to hear what's going on with events and things and not just with with sid but you know all, all across the i was gonna say uk but world basically yeah. of, of what's still happening what's not happening and what's being modified uh, so you guys i mean what what was the calendar looking like for this year pre uh, pre-lockdown pre-covid yeah so originally we were going to do the sanctionals event in january then in may we had the first pairs event which was in London, um, and we'd already sold tickets for that and had sold out tickets for that. Then our, we were going to run an event in August, which was the original um, Inferno Pairs event in Cardiff. Again, sold out that. Um, and then we were planning originally to have the Origins event, so the event in Bath in September, so the 12-person event. So that's what it looked like. COVID struck. Um, and as you rightly pointed out, we were incredibly lucky to get that event done in January. And then we pushed all our events to like kind of back Q4 of 2020. So we, we, they were going to happen in quick succession. So we kept Cardiff where it was in August. Then we moved the May event to October and then December was going to be Origins. And as time gone on, went on, it quickly looked like that was going to be unrealistic um and and which was we were bitterly disappointed about but ultimately we've got people's safety and their experience it was, it was a kind of it was safety first and foremost but also the experience that we wanted to create and you know as soon as we started talking about volunteers having to wear ppe all day and stuff like that I just like, look i just it's not going to be a great experience for everyone and it's um you know let's just let's just stop let's give everybody's money back and then let's just reassess and wait so we can do this properly because um yeah i think uh i think on balance it was the safest thing to do but also there's a certain level of experience that we want to deliver and create and if we're not able to do that then i'd rather not do the event if that makes sense so yeah it's, it's an interesting like perspective to take or you know having to maybe take that step back because obviously on the one hand you know let's say as a businessman you might think well i you know i need to put these events on i need to keep my keep the name there keep it in people's mind that it's happening but at the same time you're thinking well yeah but do i want people to come to an event and just say well yeah this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't great like i didn't enjoy it it wasn't wasn't as fun as it used to be and and obviously the limitations 
you know you're talking about safety and that's not you necessarily even being kind of uh overly panicky because i think i think as well obviously some you know around the uk some events are happening so there could be somebody that's looking at going well i don't understand why you know i was really looking forward to going to this i don't understand why they've cancelled yet this event was able to go on so what's what's the problem uh, like maybe you guys are just being overly cautious but i think we were talking you know that famous sin of talking off pod uh we were talking about like using the bath uni uh, and you were talking about some of the the restrictions that they were placing they would place on you to have an event yeah. anyway yeah no you're right i mean and actually as well reminded me in cardiff as an example they just completely pulled out and said look we've got to prioritize the students that are here we're not having any external events happening so that was like and and we and we were going to try and find another venue you know we thought okay fine we'll just move it and find somewhere else but then you know um it just became unrealistic that you were going to be able to do it regardless of um you know regardless of whether we found a venue or not so yeah that was taken out of our hands bath uni is an example the hall that we usually hire i mean we we pretty much take over the uni um for those people who've not maybe attended a, a sid origins but we have like three and a half thousand people at the at the event that's uh that's a, just over a thousand athletes about 150 um, volunteers and then the rest of spectators and uh they told us the capacity of the hall the main hall that we usually um work out of was like 75 people or something so we were like okay well that's that's not gonna work is it so so yeah, a lot of it, you know, I think, but I think it, it, we probably would have, regardless of that, Jason, we probably would have decided not to do the events anyway. Um, I can't, I definitely can't put it on the venue and blame them. I think, you know, those those limitations are put in place for a reason. And, um, and you know, they're the same reasons why we wouldn't have felt comfortable putting the events on. So um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been tricky. And, um, you know, if we, 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 we've been okay we've been able to absorb it um just about um, and i know other other events haven't been so lucky so um i'm just fortunate that we got that event in january and um and we're still here fighting fit waiting for um things to open up again so that we can um relaunch and get going again and i think ultimately from my you know again as somebody who doesn't really have any skin in the game at all so it doesn't affect me but just from what i see looking at events and things and not just crossfit events but just in general in the world what's going on uh, there seems to be this this trend at the moment of just constantly postponing 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 uh, and i mean like the games was was an example of that and then you know what happened with the the mayhem uh, classic or whatever the mayhem madness team yeah. thing that they were going to do this kind of idea of well we'll, we'll do it and then oh, there's been a few new restrictions we'll push it back Oh, and then we're going to push it back again. And I think that can be almost more frustrating than just, let's just call it. Like at the moment, we, we don't know. Because I think now, like you, you were saying about pushing stuff back, which could sound great. And when the trend was that the numbers were dropping and it looked like life was starting to shift back to normal, that, you know, that might seem wise. And then we start seeing all the numbers rising again and more lockdowns getting pushed, you know, put into place and different restrictions being added. So I think it would be very frustrating to sort of postpone an event, reorganize, set everything up only to be told later, oh, actually, no, this one has to be cancelled as well. Yeah. yeah, no, there's a, there's a definitely, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line with that. I, you know, 
ultimately, Jason, there were lots of people that are bitterly disappointed that we cancelled. Um, and I think that was the only reason why we didn't cancel initially, because there was a real appetite for it. And, you know, a lot of these people that do these events compete on a regular basis. And, you know, it's their, all the annual leave that they have and stuff is based around these events. And it's really what they enjoy doing. It's their hobby outside of just going to a, at the gym. And, you know, as these events were being cancelled one by one, we really felt like, well, we, you know, we want to try and hold on to it for those people. But in the end, it just became, yeah, it just became um, unrealistic. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be an option. So um, disappointing, but yeah, not a lot we can do right now, is there? So, well, you say there's not a lot we can yeah, do, well, okay, yeah. but, but what we are seeing happening and what we saw literally just happened with the the crossfit games and what we saw with you know the the rogue invitational in a really quite spectacular way uh but this shift to well as with all of life at the moment this shift to the online world it seems to be something that's happening so i I know there was a a post put out a little while ago on the uh on the sid instagram Mm -hmm. and facebook page and everything talking about a online competition yep so I suppose that is something that you can do, uh, something you can plan, organize, and you you know pretty much that restrictions are not going to be a, a huge issue uh, if you if that's the the line you're taking. Yeah. So uh, what what can you tell us? What secrets can we pry <laughs> out of you about this uh, this future event? Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks, Chase. So we were we were actually originally planning to do it back in October. And then they brought in the rule of six rule. And so that added some more uncertainty. But And, and the idea was, um, you know, ultimately this is for, usually people come to us, right, for their events. So we, we have a, a location, people come to us and we create the experience. And the idea is we want to create an experience in the box, in the gym. You know, we want to help facilitate and provide gym owners and box owners an opportunity to create an experience for their members and the, the best way of doing that was an online version you know a little bit like the open i guess and um the idea would be like you would have a three-day window to have a uh, like a box throwdown and we've done those in bath and, and the bridge before but then when they brought in the rule of six idea it became it felt unrealistic because it's borderline if you're having heats and people are cycling through it it then looks like um you know it feels like a gathering then and we wanted to avoid that so i tweaked the the process it also coincided with some other events like rainhill trials which is you know i didn't want to didn't want to clash with those guys i wanted to give them their time etc so we pushed it back and the format is going to be so we're going to look so we're going to launch registration the first of november it's going to be a pairs event now typically in the past just due to capacity restrictions it's always been same sex pairs we've had masters males and female pairs now because we haven't got that restriction we're going to open up all categories so it's a pairs competition but you can have a male female pair we can have masters mixed pairs any iteration you can think we have teens uh, and adaptive category as well so we really opened it up and so if a, uh, a son and father want to do it they can if a, if a father and daughter want to do it, they can. If a couple want to do it, they can. Um, so it really opens up to different iterations of pairs. And we're going to launch first in November. People are going to have a couple of weeks to sign up. And then 
the I think it's around the 14th of November, we're going to do a live kickoff show. So it's going to be a live show. We're going to have some head to heads with some big names. Okay, so we're going to have some big names in pairs take on the workouts. We're going to do it virtually. Um, and we're going to try and get some graphics on there and some commentary over, etc. So that's when we'll announce the workouts. And then gyms will have 10 days after that to complete the workouts. And the way I've designed the workouts, are they can be done as a class. So they fit in a 45 minute window. You can socially distance it. All the pairs can have their own equipment rather than share it. So it mitigates the risk that way. And ultimately, all like let's take Shaxx as an example. All he had to have to do is slot it into his program. You've got 10 days, so he could do it on a Monday, Wednesday, following Monday type scenario. And anyone that's signed up just needs to book in on those days with their pair, which might have some, you know, some logistics around it. But I think uh, it just feels like on balance the safest way to do it. But also we want to try and break down the, the barrier to entry, right? We can make it as simple as possible. We're not fixing people to a week, weekend or a day. You know, you've got whole 10 days to do it. If you can't make those classes on those days, then potentially you could do it in open gym, et cetera. And yeah, and it's, it's ultimately an opportunity for gym owners and communities to come together, give them something to, to, to throw down with a partner, test themselves against a global, you know, um, the global landscape i guess but it's really really inclusive as well so you're not going to have technical movements like double unders no rig now i can give you an example it's going to be like box jumps um single arm thrusters with a dumbbell it's probably as technical as it gets cleaned um you know really sit-ups really basic movements so like there really should be no reason why people can't get involved and it's interesting you say it's kind of like the how the open would be and, and i think that's a similar thing where you'd have that programmed in typically as as the word of the day yeah. right and then you'd get people that are going there and they are hitting the open with a real determination that goal to get the best score they can possibly get and they're doing it in the class but that you know they're they're really going for it and you'll get others that are just you know okay let me have a go we're doing the same workout i don't really care about my open score it's uh, yeah. you know i, I know it's not going to be that impressive but it's it's still that kind of well we all did the same thing and and you can talk about it years later you can be like oh do you remember you know 18.2 you remember that oh yeah man that was and it does bring people together because you have all i mean it actually it works with pretty much every workout right we can all look back and go oh do you remember two weeks ago when we had that one that was thrusters and double unders that was terrible but something about it kind of being either an open workout or in this case oh do you remember that that sid workout that we all did Mm is there a name by the way for the online competition so i think we're just going to call it sid pairs online i think uh, yeah so it's still going to be pairs it's it, it kind of is in place of the pairs but you know if it if it if people enjoy it and people enjoy the experience and it works and there's no reason why we can't do it in future years as well there's no reason why we can't you know especially with the open moving into february again it's kind of a nice halfway house october there's not a lot going on people are starting to dig into the training after the summer holidays etc um so yeah now we, we we um like i said i want to try and make it as simple for the box owners as possible so we're probably going to do a lot of um resources for gym owners to be able to facilitate it as well so provide them with all the tools they need to be able to to run it We'll give people equipment this 
well ahead of events and, and that's something we've considered as well in terms of the equipment we've not programmed things like ski ergs or yokes or anything you know that just gyms don't have right we've tried to make it as inclusive as possible and and as attainable as possible so um you know if you've got a dumbbell you've got a box you've got a barbell and plates which most gym is you've got a rower then you're pretty much good to go basically so it should be a lot of fun i think um i, I hope uh the partners have been brilliant as well and i think what we're going to do is we're going to incentivize the gyms that have the most amount of sign up so if uh you know so we get a gym and they really get get stuck into it and they have 20 pairs signed up or they sign the whole box up we're going to turn up with porsche knocko food spring Alico and really like amplify and um, enhance the experience in the class as well. So um, maybe a few special names making some guest appearances as well. So maybe a photo opportunity, but like a socially distanced opportunity, we'll get some some fun backdrop, some tongue and cheek backdrop, so people can take a picture with uh, with some with some big names. So so yeah, we're really. Um, yeah, it's all a big experiment because we've not done it before, but we're just trying to provide some values to the community ultimately um, and have a bit of fun in, in what is a, a difficult time for everyone. So. So, so a few things to take away from that then, because well, one is, um, I think, I think when you look at the makeup of a, a CrossFit box and the members, you will have, you know, obviously you've got those that every weekend seem to be at a different competition, whether it's you know, competing or participating or um, spectating and they, they, they they know what you mean when you talk about a crossfit event they instantly in their mind can can picture everything and then you're going to have members that are just the health and fitness side they're just there to work out to get fit and they know about these competitions but there is no there's no kind of thought in their mind of what that experience is like so having that brought to your gym for many might be the first time they ever really get to experience that sort of and it's going to be different but it, it's something right yeah. and then i think the idea of like like you're saying if people enjoy it they'll be able to keep going it's sort of the it's again what we we're talking about last week with shacks and what we've spoken about before all of these things that lockdown and uh, restrictions because of covid and stuff forced you to do and then you discover that actually well this is quite good we're doing it this way or this works quite well and there's kind of that carryover or even if life goes back to normal i think i'm going to keep keep doing this or keep doing that so the idea that yeah it wasn't the nicest reason to have to begin this thing but if it's something that really you know unites the kind of the uk community particularly uh, and it's not that oh well how am i going to travel there or oh it's that particular weekend that it just doesn't work for me it's kind of the most accessible form of competition uh, that could be something great to kind of keep going with if if it works well which why wouldn't it yeah. that's the that's the perfect word as well jace accessible we've tried to make it as accessible as possible because you know, you know the inferno pairs event in cardiff and london they are designed to be very inclusive right they, they there's that whole point of it is like if you're going to do a competition for the very first time that is the best opportunity because you're doing it with a friend. So you can, you've got some moral support there as well. There's no technical moves. So you're not going to get found out or, or made to look silly. Um, not that people would, but you know, and, and so, but even that is quite a big hurdle for some people. So bringing the events to the box, bringing that, um, you know, bringing the event to the box is, is another, like you said, accessible step 
in the right direction, I think. And um, hopefully people do that and they experience it and think, oh, yeah, actually, I really enjoyed that. And I could do the movements and, and you know, I actually felt like I wasn't just surviving. I actually excelled at those. That could be hopefully the, the bridge, the gap between maybe coming to do an Inferno in the future as well. So. Yeah, it's like a little taster, right? Yeah. Just sort of, yeah, you have, have have a little bit of the experience and then that will spur some on, not me, but others will spur them on to, <laughs> to compete maybe on bigger stages. Who knows? Yeah. I, I guess it would be remiss of me not to ask what what you're thinking for next year at this point, uh, because obviously, you know, we've talked about this difficult line of needing to plan because these things take a lot of prep and planning and, and stuff going on behind the scenes yep. but then balancing that with the huge amount of uncertainty on on what the future holds mm-hmm. so what what is uh, what is the kind of the team behind sid doing at the moment so we're focused on delivering this online competition and um, we are waiting to hear from crossfit hq in terms of what the season looks like because they obviously are they are going to be reducing the events down to qualify for the for the CrossFit Games and I've got some insights into what that looks like and um, it's going to be it's going to definitely be different from last year and there's not going to be opportunities for everyone to qualify people for the CrossFit Games that, that have previously done it maybe and so a lot of what we'll decide for the future will hinge upon that and timings and when you know, if we are going to be an event that qualifies people for the games, the date will certainly shift from January. Um, and therefore, that has um, implications is the wrong word, but it's going to it's going to set the kind of tone and, and the season. And we would ultimately build our, our season around that. So we're, we're just waiting to obviously Dave and Justin um, from the games team and Wilson, they're heavily involved in delivering this year's games which will be this week when this comes up i guess um but they have been in the background working on what the the new season looks like and it sounds like they're very close to finalizing that as well um but but nothing's been decided yet so we'll we'll, we'll wait for that decision to be made and then we'll we'll work off that basically does that make sense yeah yeah i guess it's that kind of holding pattern right i mean as you said there's no point yeah, there's no point in you preparing an amazing event for for end of January or start of February, and then you get told, "Yeah, guys, we want you to keep you know keep representing us as a as a sanction sanctionals event." Sanctionals, yeah, well done, nailed it. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, it doesn't? No, it doesn't. As an English as an English teacher, I'm not oh, <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Brand um, sanctional, yeah. and um, you know, and then they say, "Well, we want you know we want to keep using you, but." yeah your event needs to take place in may and then you're kind of yeah oh, all that prep all that work we've done is is for nothing basically yeah, because we yeah. need to move it so correct yes but also it has an impact on our other events as well when we decide to schedule those because traditionally we did the inferno pairs in london in may now if we have to deliver a sanctionals event in may that doesn't make any sense right um and so yeah but also the, the very nature of that sanctionals event could change and what it was the last two years and what we've been trying to build might be slightly different moving forward i have no idea you know um say we are a sanctional uh we are still a sanctions event and we still qualify people to the games 
are we still allowed to have the masters categories can we still do the affiliate cup like what are the requirements for that all of that stuff is still yet to be decided and so um yeah i think ultimately regardless of what happens we're still gonna deliver an event for the uk community that's still my number one priority and uh, i was hugely grateful for the opportunity to deliver what we've done over the last two years and just give the uk a, a focal point and and an opportunity for the whole community to come together which we've not had for a long time battle of london definitely were ahead of the curve and they did a brilliant job of that i remember one year they did it at the um uh what's it called I'm trying to remember it was basically as the basketball court in the um copper box yeah they did it in the copper box and if you want to go back and um research that you, you can do because um there's an unfortunate incident with the floor there but the actual event themselves was awesome. We had some, there's some big names there, European names, and there's a big crowd, and uh, they really were, like I said, ahead of the curve. Since then, there's probably not been that kind of big focal point where the whole UK community has come together. And so, I'm just very fortunate and grateful that we have that opportunity. We, our plan is to continue to to do that, um, and uh, in what format and what shape, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I think if someone is listening, go well. Hold on a second. You just said maybe you know maybe they say yeah you're you're still with us, but it means you can't have the the affiliate cup or you can't have the the masters categories that we've had up till now. The impression I get a lot of knowing you and even the online thing that you're you're organising now indicates to me that if if that is the case, uh, it's not. I wouldn't see you just kind of packing that all in then and being like okay then that all disappears and we just focus on this one thing i've no doubt we'd hear about some other sort of sub event that is is opening up that is just for to include masters or affiliate like an affiliate cup type thing maybe slotted somewhere else in the sid season which is starting to really seem like its own season now with the number of events you've got going but um and broadly on that jace as well um just just some more insight so having been on calls with Dave Castro and when he's been talking about what the season that ultimately his role he was director of the CrossFit Games he's director of training but also director of the CrossFit Games he's now director of sport so he 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 now is not just occupied with delivering the CrossFit Games but developing the sport globally and he's been very deliberate to say that you know just because it's not qualified for the games doesn't mean that's the be all and end all. And there are going to be other opportunities outside of that game season. Ultimately, if you have the games in uh, the open in February and then it, the games in August, there's that big window from September right through to January where CrossFit doesn't, shouldn't just disappear. No other sports just disappear. There's just different iterations of it. There's different sports properties that, that can coexist. And um, it, it ultimately there. I personally want to help Dave grow the sport in Europe and how can we do that and what sports properties make sense what does that look like from a CrossFit's perspective in terms of expanding its reach and getting more people engaged and, and, and involved in competition because we've seen in the UK alone just what an event you know ultimately it's there's always and you you've been on probably lots of podcasts and had this conversation a lot about the old age argument about sport versus health right um and and the the event and a, and a competition is the sport 
but everybody that comes to that isn't necessarily an athlete or competitor you know really the what the events do is they really give you an opportunity to create a focal point that's the reason why everybody goes but you can then build a whole you know whole experience around just the competition itself you go to a crossfit competition and you might watch crossfit for an hour and a half in total the rest of the time you're meeting and interacting with other crossfitters you you're walking around the vendor village you're taking part in different challenges you're listening to various different seminars and and guest speakers and stuff and i think you know that's where by as as crossfit expands as particularly as a sport you have an opportunity not just to develop a sport but an experience around that that really gets people going back to their gyms feeling inspired engaged excited to to crack on with their own training i think that's where you know the, i think that's where the real benefit of competition comes from aside from just what watching crossfit if that makes sense well it does and i think that's you know going back to to what i said earlier about those different people you've got at a crossfit box and the one who can immediately picture so when you say oh well, we're having this event that's what they envision in their mind they're like okay so there'll be the competition floor here there'll be the vendor village over there there'll be all these people that i can check i'm sure there'll be some little challenges that you know knocker are doing or someone else that i can get involved in and then you've got somebody else that's like oh you're going you know you're, oh what you're doing you're going to go and watch people do crossfit so and and they are maybe just picturing an arena everybody sat around it and some people in the middle are doing exercise really fast yeah. and like that's that's their understanding of a crossfit event so that's where you know you're saying like bringing stuff to the box and people kind of getting a little bit of the feel of hey this is a little bit more what a crossfit competition is like yes there is the the sport and the the exercise part and then there's all the trimmings that go around that are what the majority of people are kind of engaging in when they're there yeah it's definitely difficult i think we would have been a, do a better job of that had uh, um not the rule of six not um come into play and the and the, and the, and the lockdown etc so there's there's definitely some limitations in our ability to be able to do that right now but um but yeah no definitely i think that's what like a, a box throw down like lots of gyms they'll always do some sort of annual box throw down etc it's been difficult for us being at the football club over the, the the last couple of years but it's definitely again another like opportunity for people to get, get a sense of what what it is like at a competition and um like i said it's not um, I've been to lots of competitions over the years and I watch very little fitness. I, it's a great place to just connect with other CrossFitters and like-minded people, you know, and um, that's what I, that's what I love about the events themselves and the experience and people like Wadapalooza do a brilliant job of that. French Frodan do a brilliant job of just the experience. And I've taken a lot of um, uh, inspiration from those competitions in terms of how we deliver an experience at, at our events. Now, I know if I don't ask this question, people are going to be, I've only listened this long because I wanted to hear this. What is the funny story about Bath Uni? All right. Okay, yeah. So, and actually it relates to the copper box that I was talking about researching as well. So we, so Dom and I, we rock up there, never run a competition before, but we've got some experience, you know, running the gym, etc. And we have a meeting and the, the, the arena that we use at Bath Uni is a sprung floor. So there's a weight limit. And if you don't protect it and you lift, you know, some people are going to be lifting 150, 160 kilos on that. Um, it's going to go through the floor. And so we worked with um, Stu Curtis, an old member, 
who's an architect on this solution, this bulletproof solution where we build these platforms and we protect the floor basically. And uh, so we go into uni, have this meeting and they're like, well, how, you, how do you plan to protect the floor? Like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we've got these, we've come up with this solution. We showed them the plans and like, okay, cool. Um, and they were like, and actually we're going to a competition this weekend at the Copper Box, which is also a sprung floor. Um, and they're, they're holding a big major kind of European competition there. So you can kind of, you know, see it in, 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 in the, um, the, you know, in its, you know, see it in its, in its always glory, basically. And um, so we go to this competition. The organisers ha haven't protected the floor. They're just using lifting platforms, which we already calculated was not going to be enough. After day one, there's holes all over the floor. This is an Olympic venue, right? So they change all the programming on day two. There was a snatch ladder. They changed it to like a burp, Max Burpee ladder. Um, and England netball are playing netball like that week. And uh, they can't play. They've got, they've got to cancel the international match. I think they were playing Jamaica or someone. They've had to cancel it because there's holes in the floor because of a CrossFit competition. So you can imagine what that did for CrossFit, you know, its reputation. Anyway, we go back to Bath Uni the next week and they're like, so saw the news, <laughs> saw what that CrossFit competition did to the uh, did to the floor. But yeah, did you realise that England Netball actually trained here at Bath University as well? We were like, yeah, we knew that. Um, so the fact that they allowed us to hold the competition there after that, you know, is um, is amazing, really. We thought we were walking into that meeting fully prepared to just say look all bets are off you're not you're not running a competition here but by hook or by crook we brought them on side and we managed to persuade them and uh you know get them on board and now we've got a great relationship with uh the uni but i do laugh like the amount of red tape and hoops we had to uh jump through in the very beginning partly because we were we weren't we were unproven um but also the bath uni are very professional that's why we love running the event now because you know you know if you've got if you're if they're satisfied with your risk assessments and and all your all your back of house stuff operational stuff you know you're going to run a safe professional event and um they, they've been actually great partners over the years and allowing us to help perfect what we do um and so when we went to a bigger event like the excel which was definitely a step up and we we'd already had that level of professionalism and and, and um and practice i guess so yeah that's the that's the that's the story basically they were probably just hoping that you would smash the floor up and they'd get a new floor out of you guys. Precisely, yeah. Well, it was brand new. It was like built like two years before that. Anyway, so it does make me incredibly nervous every year we run it there because it, it, people like dropping these ridiculous weights on the platform. And you just hear it just it just like vibrates. But the way we built the platforms, it spreads the load out, so it's it's perfect. It works really well. But it just it's like and it just like the 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 droning noise of it is terrifying when you know that it's just wood underneath it but it's been all right that far so it's just those things isn't it where like physics tells you this will work yeah. but your kind of human nature just cannot accept that you're like are you sh are you absolutely sure they're like yeah the maths is all sound and you there's just something about certain things in life where you're like well that might be the case but really this doesn't look like it should be able to support my weight or this does not look like it should, you know, disperse the, the impact of the 200 kilo back squat somebody did and then just bailed out of the bar. But also, like, Jace, you know, like 
uh, working in the boxes and stuff, you've got to be very controlled, especially when you're going for maxes and stuff. And it's not always that easy to stay in that box. So you get lots of people, they'll, they'll do a snatch and they'll go walking onto the unprotected floor and you're just like wincing, just like, don't drop it. And we usually have some type of rule, like if you drop the bar off the platform, you like score goes to zero. And that usually is enough of a deterrent, but still, you know, it's still uh, human error and stuff is uh, comes into play. So, uh, yeah. Your score, your score goes to zero along with your bank balance when you have to replace <laughs> the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since we've been doing venues without that sprung floor, it's like such a godsend because we have to build a platform and everything around it. So, um, but no. Okay. It sounds like there's lots to, to look forward to. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it, it will be nice if, if, if next year things do start to, to go back to how they were but i, I think the, the the idea of an an online middle ground is really uh, is really beneficial I, I actually do think that idea that that there are that sort of it being that step between what was initially kind of the beginner step and you've now just put like another little step in front of that to be like oh maybe this will be the thing that gets you going into competitions as always not me but somebody somebody fitter and Days, you're going to be the prime. You're the prime person. It is aimed at. There's absolutely zero reason why you shouldn't do it. Listen, like we we've also, um, you know, we're not going to have um any prizes for winners. So the prizes. So our partners have been incredibly generous. They're going to put a load of prizes together. If you sign up for just by signing up for the competition, you're going to go into a draw for. A raffle basically and we're going to pull out a load of prizes and so we're not going to you typically the prizes will always go to the winners right this is all about participation so just by signing up and getting your name on the leaderboard regardless of your performance is going to put you in contention to win some prizes whether that's tickets for the, the sanctional event in london um some goodies from porsche food spring noco alico um yeah so that's not me just pushing it. That's just like, you know, get another bit more insight into it and just, uh, and like I said, you are a prime candidate to be able to do this. There's zero reason why you shouldn't be doing it. You just need to get those shin splints sorted out. Yeah, this is day one of my, I mean, I'm saying a week off, but I'm not sure if it will last that long, but I, I don't know how, how, how long my self-control will, will last, but uh, definitely a day or two rest recovery when is it as you said first of november that's the november sign up is sign off, up but the actual competition not going to kick off until like the 15th of 14 15th of november so we've got loads of time i've got a month i've got a month to recover wow it's like all the time in the world yeah. one other thing i would say jace because it can get confusing for people because obviously I, I know adam french uh he put out a competition the other day for for wade um Battle Cancer are doing something that we're potentially going to get involved with at the end of the month, but then you've got our competition as well. And I think what we'll probably do is be a bit more proactive about um, communicating that and helping people in the box understand what we're doing, when they are, um, just so they can kind of, because lots of stuff gets chucked out, doesn't it? And it's quite confusing sometimes. So um, we'll, we'll probably do our bits, try and um, yeah, facilitate people being able to do those competitions, but also lay out a bit of a timeline and a bit of a structure so people... Um, know what's going on and, and don't get confused and there's lots of mixed messages so. great okay well if only you had like a podcast or something you could use to keep keep updating people that would be really useful i know like it's this. brilliant no, Jace, <laughs> thank you no massive massive thank you to you for for putting this on every week and i know it's a big commitment for you and um i i know i really appreciate the outlet because it's much easier for me to uh 
speak like that, even though I talk a load of rubbish, it's much easier for me to, to speak than uh, put stuff in, in writing. So uh, I really appreciate this format. And uh, yeah, it's a great resource, I think, for the, for the members. I don't know what to say after that, Ollie. I'm, I'm, I'm so touched. I'm hoping you're learning. The podcast well, right I'm hoping you're learning lots as well, because obviously you are, you know, you've got 100% listen to every podcast. So uh, hopefully some of the yeah. information is going in. Yeah, some of it's dripping through slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a fountain of knowledge now. It's it's incredible. It, it's recycled knowledge, but it's it's great. <laughs> okay. All knowledge is recycled uh, knowledge, Jason. Well, that is true. All right then. Well, thank you very much, Ollie. It's been great talking about this, and I, I look forward to. I was going to say look forward to seeing it. But I suppose look forward to participating in. Yes. This, uh... Yes. Your, your tricky part is going to be who's your partner. How do you decide who your partner is? Like, because you got to pick of a, a good bunch in the eight pm crew or seven pm crew whenever you train that. All over. Yeah. Probably Duncan. He is an absolute uh, monster at the moment. Right, okay, He's. He, he Rob forced him to use the bike um, last week because he was going to use the row, and he's like, "Now nah, work on your weaknesses. Use the bike." first off the bike yeah, definitely he not just, weakness for duncan he, he smashed that bike ah oh. smash the bike smash the burpees <laughs> so we were saying you just got to up the weight now on the um on the snatches yeah. <laughs> that's right okay thanks ollie i'll let you uh get back to your busy life by the sounds of things and yours